going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, the 49ers did it. They pulled it off. It's a Halloween miracle. They beat the Bears 33-22. What were your initial reactions? Listen, I only have one thing to say, okay? The 49ers only won because they did not have the self-proclaimed king, LeBron James, okay? Um, no, in all seriousness, um, it was it was a funny game to watch, man. Like, the first half was super ugly. Uh, it, it, like, everybody on Twitter was in shambles. Everybody in our chat was in shambles. Negativity abounds, right? Because the 49ers are down at the half or whatever. And, you know, it's one of those things where the second half completely turned around. Um, and there were some funky plays that happened that were really interesting. The first Jimmy Garoppolo touchdown run, the pile push, um, the Justin Fields ridiculous touchdown run. It was, it was an interesting and fun game to watch, but uh, you know, all things begin somewhere. So the losing streak is over. The 49ers have gotten back to their winning ways and hopefully, you know, the self-proclaimed King LeBron James stays away from the 49ers because he's awful. So if you guys can't tell, we are in our Halloween characters. Matt is Flip Sayless, and I myself and Skeevan A. Stiff. So we will be giving some pretty hot takes and these uh, sayings from these guys that you guys are used to. Yeah, um, it's all fun and games. I, I, I could not find – there's there's no way I'm going to do a, a Stephen or a, a Skip Bayless costume, though. There's no way. I've, all he wears is suit and ties, so it's like I guess I'll throw on a suit and tie. I mean, I don't. I, honestly, I don't need the costume because with this drip, I can't lose. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, I got a lot of his sayings up, and uh, all I'm gonna say is the 49ers are allergic to losing from here on out. They cannot lose another game with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter. Matt, the way Jimmy played today was undeniable. He is the go-to guy. 17 for 28, 322 yards, and 11.5 average. Two TDs on the ground, 100.6 rating. Can't get that with anyone else, right? <laughs> you just can't. You just can't. That is false. And let me tell you why. My Dallas Cowboys, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, Jimmy played a pretty good game. Um, it, it was, you know, it was interesting to see kind of some of the drops from the receivers hurt him early. I know Debo had a drop. Um, Sanu had a critical drop on a third down. You know, it, it wasn't a perfect half, but then it kind of seemed like it turned around with that deep ball that he threw to end the first half. I know he missed the next throw because Jimmy will give you something and then take something away, but it was it was a little bit different. And and I can tell from the first series, if you look at the first couple plays they drew up, I mean, they went they went deep on the second play of the game. Kyle was drawing up some stuff that you know normally we hadn't seen the last few weeks. So maybe Kyle's out of his funk and he's ready to go, but it was, it was good to see, man. And you know, it was an, it was an awesome game. Yeah, it really was. Um, listen, <laughs> victory Monday suits are finally back. That's right. Tomorrow I can get my victory Monday suit on. It was a good game, man. And look, I tweet out during the game, the 49ers absolutely cannot afford to let Debo Samuel walk away when it's time to renegotiate or renew his contract. Yeah. He's Matt through, through two games or through seven games this season. Um, I, I know I don't have the updated score. I mean, he had 171 yards receiving today on yeah. six receptions, and it's it's just I mean he had that 83 yard 83 yard uh long bomb to end the first half, and I think it was like a 74 yard or something like that. Um, to I think the bomb was like I think that was closer to 50. I think the 84 yarder that was that's a right pass that he took down that's to right. the one yard line. Um and kind of stepped out it looked like he was running out of gas he like he was like no yo i don't run this far what's going yeah. on so i don't know how they didn't catch up to him sooner but he yeah. got it nonetheless and i was really surprised because they came out right away and it was kind of iffy i mean they, they were going tip for tap field goal for field goal um didn't really seem like they had an answer for justin fields and that lowly bears offense mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean the the bears entered the the game last with third down conversion rate and they were I think like four for five five for six at one point and the Niners defense just had absolutely no answer and Matt you said it in the chat during the game I think this is just a flat-out bad performance from the defense there's no if ands that's about it if ands yeah. buts about it They're, they just weren't playing well today 
No, they made Justin Fields look good enough that some people were like, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I was like, mm, let's pump the brakes on that for a second. Um, yeah, it definitely, you know, the defense came out a little sloppy. We definitely need to look at, you know, D'Amico Ryans in that regard. Um, not not as many backbreaking penalties, but Josh Norman still had a defensive hold. Um, they played really soft. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley gave up a lot of receptions today. Uh, he, he did not look good in coverage. Um I don't know. Warner played pretty well. Bosa played outstanding as he always does. Um, Ed Buchan was a little bit hit or miss, right? He had that silly roughing the passer, but then got a critical sack on a third down. It, you know, it was just uneven play. And you'd like to see D'Amico Ryan's defense kind of improve as the season's gone on. And I think that there's just a little bit too many starts and stops. But the big thing is that you took care of business against a beatable team. You win by 11. Um, and then you can move on to an Arizona team that Kyler Murray, who knows if he plays, um, and even if he does, he's definitely going to be hobbled. Um, DeAndre Hopkins with a bulky hamstring and no J.J. Watt. So you start to stack good games on top of each other, and the 49ers can definitely compete for a playoff spot. Um, I do think that this pushes back Lance's debut a little bit in terms of when he gets to take over permanently. But I was always of the opinion they were probably going to win this game, and then we see what happens against Arizona and LA. I thought that they would probably lose those two games. Arizona game has definitely changed based off of health. Um, we'll see what happens when they run into the Rams because the Rams have been an absolute buzzsaw. So we definitely have a good shot at, you know, it's a home game. I'd like to see us get our first home victory in over a calendar year uh, at Levi's, but you know, it, it, it's a good start, and, and that's all you want to see out of this team is, listen, end the losing streak, show a little bit of heart, show a little bit of guts and grit and determination, and I thought that they did that, especially after such an uneven first half. Yeah, and, you know, you talked about them potentially fighting for a playoff spot. Kyle Shanahan shared in the postgame press conference that Robbie Gold and George Kittle are expected to come back from IR next week. Um, unfortunately, Jimmy Ward, with the quad injury, is going to be out several weeks, so... It's plus, you know, I, yeah. I'd like to think the the benefits outweigh the negatives here because, you know, getting Kittle and, and Gold back could be huge. I mean, Slimus, was it two kicks today? A kick and an extra point? Yeah. So, yeah, that was rough. Uh, I, listen, I'm just – I'm of the opinion that Chicago is not a place where kickers like to go. I mean, it, it's just tough there. I know we, we've talked about the double doing from Cody Parkey. The Bears have been recycling kickers around. I mean – the 49ers miss a couple kicks there. I know other teams have missed kicks there. It's just, it's really weird. It's really, really weird. Um, but yeah, I thought that that, you know, when Sly missed that first field goal, I was like, uh oh, we're in trouble now. We're not going to yeah. be able to, you know, we can't leave points on the board when the offense isn't scoring touchdowns. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, Jimmy Garoppolo is like, no, I'm going to rush for a couple touchdowns. It's fine. It's just yeah. so crazy. Um, all three 49ers touchdowns were on the ground today. So. Very interesting. Um, I did like to see a little bit. We got a little bit more out of Brandon Ayuk today, and I definitely like to see that. That was good to see. So you can still get Debo the ball and incorporate Ayuk. And let's be real. On that two-point conversion, he straight up snatched that DB's ankles. Like, he burnt him so bad, and he was, like, wide open. So I think we can put to bed the whole, like, Ayuk can't get open thing. Um, I think that it it was nice to see Jimmy look his way a few times. So yeah. I really liked that. Um, I thought that – I mean, I, I think before halftime he had 45 yards, which is un, sad to say, uh, uh, your season high. And unfortunately it didn't add to that in the second half, but it was still nice to see because he, it's the most he's had all year. And, you know, they were looking his way. He was catching it. And I thought he, he played pretty well today and he capitalized on the advantages – or excuse me, the opportunities that he had. Um, yeah, we saw so – we were just talking about the 41 Live. I can't believe – the Jets beat the Bengals, which is crazy. That's crazy with a second-string quarterback. Yeah. So shout-out to Sala and the Jets. Um, Shulo says, we have a chance next week. Yeah, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, this game gets a hell of a lot more interesting. Hopefully it's interesting even if he does play. I mean, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, there's no excuse for the 49ers not to win the game. No. Not at all. I'll be there. So hopefully it's not a complete waste of time and money. Oh, nice. Yeah. Feels good, baby. That's right. Trent Williams holding is frustrating as hell, but glad Elijah Mitchell and Charlie Warner had that big play together. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, holding calls are going to happen. Yeah. That's that's just what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, you talked about Elijah Mitchell earlier. Yeah. 18 for 137. Uh, touchdown, longest of 39 yards. 7.6 a carry. 
he's got to be the bona fide starter for like the next foreseeable future, right? I mean, we didn't see, I don't think Trey Sermon had a single carry today and Elijah right. Mitchell held it down. So the 49ers have the answer behind Again, all I'll say is Rahu. Yeah. I was, I was trying to say that without saying it. Well, I mean, listen, Elijah Mitchell plays well enough that you don't really need Raheem Mostert. He becomes something that you can get off your books and put, allocate, you know, assets elsewhere. Um, it's, I mean, it's concerning that, that Trey Sermon still doesn't get any run. Um, it's clear that Shanahan likes Hasty more than he likes uh, Sermon. Um, and hey, you know what? Hasty had a nice play on that, on that catch out of the backfield where he trucked a defender. So can't be too mad at it. Um, I liked seeing it and you know, it, it was pretty cool um, either way, but yeah, the, Elijah Mitchell looked great today. Um, I don't care what anybody says. He has excellent vision. Okay. He has excellent vision. Um, I just think that, you know, the one area where I feel like this team struggles and I think it's a schematic thing is running between the tackles. I just don't think that Kyle schemes that up very well. Um, they weren't able to do that. The, the way that they got their runs were to, to the outside. So, And to, to, to be fair, those were the runs that, if I remember correctly, Moster had a lot of success on in that championship game. It seemed like the tosses to the outside were kind of missing. Um, if I'm, I'm trying to think back. They, they, they called up a good amount, but I feel like today that was like their bread and butter. When they went, when they needed it, that's where they went to. And I tweeted out during the game, too. It was like Elijah Mitchell is either good for like a 15-yard carry or he bumps into the back of the offensive lineman and goes down for a yard. Um, I'd like to see him improve on that. But overall, as a rookie playing like his like seventh game, I think that's the scheme thing, fantastic. though. He doesn't, he doesn't lose yards to the outside. He only loses them between the tackles. And I think that's the play calling. I think it's the design that that's how, yeah. why that happens. Because it wasn't just him. Every running back that we've had that runs between the tackles, that happens to. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, you know, Tevin Coleman, whether it's, you know, uh, Matt Breida, whoever it was, you know what I mean? Like, they want to run that outside zone. That's just the way that they want to run it. And between the tackles just hasn't been good. Oh, unfortunately. And Joey said here, you know, um, wide zone play is always their go-to. Yep, exactly. A win is a win. Yeah, and it was, it was an exciting win. Let's be honest. We haven't seen Jimmy air it out like that yeah in a long time so it was nice to see we all know he was from chicago 100 you know fen- friends and family members at the game and attendance cheering for him i'm glad he got the ball out kyle said he gave him the game ball and he gave another one to mitchell Chanowski's wife uh, because she just gave birth so congratulations to him yep um it looked early on though matt like uh, the, the, justin fields was going to have essentially a career day I, I think he did end up having but i mean that doesn't say much but I thought he was going to continue on with that. Were there some halftime adjustments made? Do you think that kind of stymied that? Absolutely. The defense came out uh, much better in the second half, I thought, minus that crazy touchdown run. Um, And, you know, they did a good job overall um, after a slow start. So you definitely want to see those things. Those are the teams, those are the things that separate, you know, teams who have the potential to be good versus teams that are just going to take up the bottom of the league. Um, being able to adjust and adjust in the right direction, um, seeing where they were going. Justin got a lot of mileage out of being able to scramble out of the pocket and take off down the field. And I think that that was just a lot less in the second half. Um, I know that Ebby Cam had a sack. Marcel Harris had a sack. There were multiple sacks on, you know, in those circumstances. So it, overall, I thought it was really well done by the defense and the halftime adjustment. Yeah, I agree. It was impressive. Um, by the way, if you guys are watching on Twitter, Head over to our YouTube right now. We cannot see or interact with any of our comments on Twitter, youtube.com slash 49ers Hive. You'll see our live stream. Click in there. Share your thoughts. We want to hear all your guys' opinions and takes. So come join us here as we break down this 49ers win. <laughs> Ace for us says, I took the Jimmy jersey. Pro- out of the trash the tra- today. Out of the trash today, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. I mean, I had it on last Sunday night, and I showed you guys. I'm like, I'm wearing it. I'm rocking it. And then I took it off at halftime. But, yeah, he, he deserved to have – some fans wear that jersey because he played well enough. Yeah, here we go. Joey, 819 yards, excuse me, for Debo in seven games. I mean, he's on pace for like, what, 1,700 yards basically? It's, just, it's, it's insane. I can't even really fathom it. Yeah, they put up the graphic. That's the most through seven games in 49ers history, and he passed Jerry Rice to do that. So pretty outstanding when you when you look at it like that. So, And, it, you know, it just – it makes it seem like he's going to be our first thousand yard receiver in, you know, however long, I think 2014, 2013, something like that. Bolden, yeah. 
Yeah, Anquan Bolden was the last to do it, but I mean, he I, he's done that in seven games, so he's on, he's on a real nice pace. Um, you're looking at it like this, and he's on pace for what 18, 1900 you know, receiving yards, and that's just outstanding to me. Yeah, it really is, and there's been a lot of talk as to whether players get better after getting with the 49ers after being drafted or signed by the Niners. People were saying. Debo is who he was his rookie year, and only injuries kind of prevented that. I'm going to actually disagree with that. I think we've seen Debo improve. What do you you think? Do you think this is the Debo that he's always been, and it's only been injuries keeping him out, or has he gotten better? No, I definitely think that he's gotten better, um, you know, with his route running, with his – even just with his ability to, you know, stay healthy and and kind of work off those things. I think he looks a lot more explosive this year. and the way that they're calling plays puts him in a position to succeed, you know, where you don't always, I mean, I remember Debo's rookie year. They essentially ran him all on slants, like slant, 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 slant. Now they're having him run all of these different routes that he's capable of running. And it just opens up everything for him. The defense can't cheat because they're like, Debo's going to run another slant because that's all they do or whatever. So I think he looks a lot better. Um, and, you know, it's encouraging to see. And it just, you know, it, it gives you hope for Ayuk that Ayuk is, you know, going to catch up at some point. Ian Sharp said, and he still dropped some balls he should catch. Yeah, I mean, T.O. did that too, but T.O. was fantastic. Like, what he gives you, yeah, those drops are frustrating, and he had, I mean, technically he had two, but really it was one. The second was behind him. You want to see him catch those, but at the same time, again, 819 yards through seven games. So I'll take a couple drops with that, you know. Yep, it's it's like uh, what's the Cowboys defender Trayvon Diggs or whatever? He has all these picks. Okay, I don't want to say it's like that because it's nothing like that. But people <laughs> overlook him getting burnt all the time, and he's giving up like he's on pace to give up like a thousand yards receiving. But people are thinking of him as a star because he has, I think, a pick in every game this this season. So yeah, um, it's not like that at all. Though I shouldn't have compared it to that because Debo's drops are nothing like <laughs> Diggs giving up that amount. No, yeah, no. Mac played his best game as a Niner today, going against Hicks and Gold. He played pretty well. He had one, though, where they ran it on the inside, and he just whiffed on his dude. T.O. dropped a lot of balls in his career, but it happens, and he's a playmaker. Exactly. Right. Exactly, yeah. Debo's on pace for 1,989 yards, most ever. Wouldn't it be sick if in the first 17-game season, Debo had 2,000 yards receiving? Dude, I, I... That'd be super sick. It'd be mind-blowing. It would right. be mind and, and that's definitely a jersey I need to add. Uh, maybe when we reach out subscribers, we can give away a Debo Samuel jersey. So if go. you're watching, hit subscribe. We're like 300 subscribers away, guys. Maybe even 200. Hit subscribe on YouTube. We're going to give away a 49ers jersey um, as soon as we reach 2,000. Hit like as well. Um, going on, though, Matt, I thought the defense, like you said, got better. And on the flip side, the offense definitely got better. Um, yes. They started turning – these field goal drives into touchdown drives. And we saw Kyle, I don't want to say he trusted Jimmy more, but maybe Jimmy trusted himself more. Do you think that's a fair assessment? It's almost like he wasn't second guessing as much. Um, oh, I think, honestly, I think a huge part of it was the fact that Jimmy was back there um, and had time to throw. The offensive line did a great job keeping him protected. And I know that some people are going to kill the 49ers and and not give Jimmy any due because Khalil Mack wasn't playing or whatever. But the fact of the matter is you only can play who's lined up in front of you and the offensive line did a tremendous job. So I think that was a big part of it. And that allowed Kyle the comfortability to kind of call those plays for Jimmy. There were a couple though, where Jimmy did kind of run around like a chicken with his head cut off and was able to find the guy. Um, and you know, we go to, it was kind of brought up in chat, like, dude, maybe Kyle should just get Jimmy on the run. Cause he seems to be more accurate when he's like running. And, and throwing so you know all around I thought it was a pretty good game from Jimmy so um, great game from uh, the offensive line the wide receivers did their job so can't really be upset about it no I, I agree and it was I thought it was impressive just to see him they showed that clip of his first start and it's crazy it was four years ago to this day that the Niners actually traded for him yeah um, and then it was about a month after that where he had that start in Chicago and man, I even saw tweets leading up to this game this week where people were they're rehashing their old tweets from that game and 
people were like, look at the command he has at the line of scrimmage. This ball is such a tight window. He got into this, you know, and it was like, we don't see that anymore, but we saw at least a glimpse of that today. And it was nice to see because Jimmy has been taking some on the chin, like all season long and, and and not wrongfully. So he's deserved all of the kind of bash. I don't want to say bashing, but negative attention he's got because his play has not been up to par, but today it was. And Say what you want. Just like Matt said, you can only play who's in front of you. The 49ers did a good job of beating the Bears. Good teams beat the teams they're supposed to. Niners hadn't done that this season. They did. So that was that was nice. Yeah, and I know David Lombardi had a piece earlier in the week, and you know we kind of teased David or whatever because he's like a big Jimmy Homer or whatever. But I thought he had a pretty good article where he was talking about the more Jimmy has actually absorbed this offense, the less he's actually – become like been that gunslinger um you know he's kind of become more and more conservative as he's gone along particularly after the 2018 the acl tear um and you know today i feel like jimmy just had that devil may care attitude because i mean let's be honest if he would have had a bad game and came out and you know laid an egg out here we very well could be talking about another 49ers loss and trey lance being the guy going forward so it's one of those things, your back's against the wall and you're just like, screw it. Let's just go out there and let it rip. And it was two great results. I think part of that was Kyle being like, look, if we lose this game, screw it. We're not going to make the playoffs. We're going to have to go with Lance. And, you know, so Kyle's calling plays without the pressure of, listen, expectation creates a lot of undue pressure. And the 49ers have had a lot of expectation on them going into the season. Now you're not meeting those expectations. That pressure just gets a little tighter, a little tighter, a little tighter. And I think they just kind of ripped the lid off a little bit. And we're like, Screw, let's just go out there. Let's just play. And it really worked for them. So going forward, if they can carry that momentum and just have fun and just let it rip, I think that that's going to help the team going forward. Yeah, I agree. There's some quotes here from the post-game press conference I thought were pretty cool. Um, let me see. So Fred Warner uh, it showed the resilience, the fight, and everyone on the offensive line pushing Mitchell into the pile, into the end zone, which that was awesome. That's like a, yeah. an effort play that we hadn't seen in a long time. That was legit. The whole team was like pushing him. Yeah. Except for Sanu who came in in the back and he was like, he was in. <laughs> that I had just tweeted too, maybe 20 minutes before that, do the 49ers look like a motivated team? And it was a resounding no. All of the responses were like, absolutely not. And they were motivated there. If I can be honest, that was because of the first half. Yes, yeah. And it's one of my it's one of my least favorite things that happens is that everybody gets angry and everybody overreacts. Rather, I mean, it was one half where the Bears had the ball for 25 minutes plus or whatever before the 49ers got the ball in the third quarter. Um, you know, it, it was like 25-40 to like 10-45 or something in time of possession. It was just it was insane and it was just like let's see what happens and what plays out. You have to take a game. You can't just judge one half of football. We've seen a ton of times where a team goes into the lead, uh, half of the lead and then gives it up in the third and fourth quarter and they can't hold it out. So I think you need to take the game as a whole and you can take individual things from each part of the game, but the whole game is what paints the picture. And to just, I, you know, there are people calling for, for Kyle Shanahan's job. Like this team has no heart. This team doesn't, you know, play hard or whatever. And it's just like, you got to relax. Like, you wait, wait, and let's see what happens. And I think that the team came out and we're like, listen, we're not done yet. And we're going to come out here and we're going to play hard for each other. We're going to show that we have heart. We're going to show that we have fight. And they took it to the Bears in the second half, big time. Yeah, they really did. And it was really cool to see because, like you said, people were questioning their character. People were questioning their, you know, their drive. Um, Fred also said, we got one. That was the goal through the entire week. Just get one win. They got it. Um, they asked Brandon Ayuk if that was the most fun he's had in a while. He said, definitely. So that's great because, man, we definitely needed Brandon to get in there. And obviously when you're losing, you're not having fun. But still, it's nice to see him just get involved. Um, on the flip side of the ball, Matt, what did you think of uh, Talano Hufanga's first start? Um, I thought it was okay. I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, it wasn't perfect by any means, and there's definitely room to improve upon. But he didn't give up any huge plays. Um, he seemed to be in areas where he was supposed to be. Um, I thought overall he did a pretty good job, and it shows that you know why they were comfortable um, with with Tart out. Now I don't know. There's some speculation surrounding 
Jaquaski Tart and whether or not his injury is as serious as to need to go on IR. But at the same time, you know, Hufanga didn't embarrass himself. Um, you know, on the flip side, Tavon Wilson came into the game and, you know, if it wasn't for the roughing the passer on Ebicam, you could very easily have seen Tavon Wilson for a pass interference because he definitely put his shoulder into the receiver before the ball got there. Um, yeah, overall, I thought the people that needed to step up um, tried to step up. Uh, we, we didn't see anything too much from, you know, from other players that were, you know, replacing others. So uh, Al Shire was out, which means Demetrius Flanagan Fowles was in. I didn't really hear his name called. But sometimes that's for the best, you know. Yeah, you might not be making plays, but you're definitely not making mistakes. And I think that that was, was part of it. Um, I think it fell apart a little bit with the zone defense for pass plays, but that to me, it seemed like the 49ers were being a little more passive in those situations because I think that with the emphasis on not trying to get these defensive pass interferences, that really led to them, you know, kind of playing off a little bit, particularly Emmanuel Mosley, who I think, if I were to guess, I think he got ripped into on the film for, for that, you know, for the last week. So yeah. we'll see what happens going forward. I think that you just take the little victories where you can, um, particularly in the actual win loss column and, and you move forward. I think they're going to have a ton of good tape to look at and they're going to have to try to get ready for Arizona. Fortunately, they played a couple hours early today so they can hop on the flight, get back home and prepare for, for the one o'clock game uh, next week. So look pretty promising. Yeah, it was. Um, and there are so many like just crazy plays today that um, I mean Talanoa almost had a pick. It was so close, and it was a tip ball. I forget who tipped it. Um, and you were talking about you know Mosley and the secondary. Sorry, I'm trying to recollect my thoughts, but there weren't any pass interferences called, which is insane. They kind of yeah, got away from just one. Like one you defensive said. holding. Yeah, and that was towards the start of the game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, perhaps the drills they did this week paid off, but. They said it during the game too. They noticed like it's almost like they were instructing the receivers or the defensive backs to stay like two yards away from the receivers just yeah. to prevent that from happening. Yeah, and even David Yank said Mosley was playing hella off all day. They were he playing was. very far off. If that's what it takes, I guess um, a more competent quarterback will definitely take advantage of it. But hey, small steps, like you said, Matt. small steps, small victories, um, and we'll continue to move forward here. Uh, Absolutely. Cam Inman asked Jimmy Garoppolo about his first touchdown run and how it came on a broken play. He said, quote, I knew where the play was designed to go. Try to give it to Debo. I said, go, go, go. We both kind of froze for a second. Plays like that today, not perfect, but whatever it takes. Yeah, that was one of those funky plays. Um, that was the first one that we saw where it was just like, oh, uh, what happened? I know you had said in the chat that you thought that they were going to get flagged for like, you know, illegal motion or something like that. Fortunately, Debo was, you know, going side to side and he was the only one in motion. So everybody else was set. So it didn't matter. But yeah, it's just a weird play. Um, they showed it on replay and it looked like Alex Mack was calling out the protection. He was changing protection as after Jimmy Garoppolo had motioned Debo. So a little bit of miscommunication there, but fortunately it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just going through the stats here, trying to see who else. Stood out to me. Um, Mitchell looked great as always. Hopefully that's something that can continue here because the team desperately needs this running game to get going. Um, yeah, 300-yard game. Obviously a lot of that came to Debo, but some of those – well, that screen pass came from Debo, but that yeah. pass down the yard was impressive. Um, so close to being a touchdown. Both of those passes were so close to being touchdowns. Yep. Uh, the second one, Debo stepped out just at like the uh, – what, one or something like that? Yeah, I was at the one. Yeah, I mean, he was tackled at the one on the first one as well, or tackled at the two. So both inside the five, good plays overall. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, do you think, and I know it's getting ahead of ourselves, a beat-up Bears team with other head coach, does this at least get the 49ers in position to get Kyle Shanahan out of that rut? Um, I think that this is a good step. I think that whatever he can do to kind of – get his legs back underneath him and really try to, uh, you know, call games like he usually does going forward um, and not throughout this streak where it just seemed like he was a little listless with his play calling um, a little bit off. So if you can get him out there and calling these inventive plays, because there was a couple of plays where I was just like, man, that looked really cool. Like whatever they did, it looked cool. Somebody was in motion in a weird way or whatever. Um, I, 
thought it was nice. There was that um, on the two-point conversion play where it was like they overloaded that right side with four wide receivers. Um, just stuff like that, little things that – you know, we we're used to seeing from him where he takes advantage of the defense. Um, I thought that he did a much better job of that. And again, I think that goes back to some of that pressure being released where you're just like, screw it. If we lose, we're done anyway. So might as well go out there and just throw the kitchen sink. So, yeah, it was um, I, I forget who tweeted it. It might have been Doug uh, Farrar for I want to say he's with Sports Illustrated now. Um, but I think he said that's the first time he's seen a four wide receiver set from the Niners in a while. Well, so. technically it was a five wide receiver set because he had the one on the other side. Right. So you had four on one side and then one on the other side because obviously you can't leave Trent Williams uncovered or whatever unless you declare him eligible. But, yeah, it was an empty set, four on one side, which is just – it's rare. Usually you'd see like bunch on that side or you, and two on the other. But to overload it like that, you know, you definitely knew that you were putting the defense in a, in a weird situation going forward. Yeah. Um, Ace Press says legal motion only going forward. I think you mean illegal motion is if they go forward. And that's even a technicality because if like you're the tight end and you're on the line, you obviously have to run behind the line to motion and then you can move towards the line of scrimmage to get back into position to set. But it's a little weird the way they call these things. So, Yeah, seriously. Uh, David Yang, did Mitchell just make Moster expendable? Mitchell ain't hero. I, don't, I think there's a typo there. Um, Mostert is, but he's so much more elusive and his vision is better. Um, like Mitchell's not going to be as fast as Mostert is. Um, but I mean, he does make Mostert expendable. I mean, Mostert struggled with injuries for the last couple of years after holding the team up for money. And you got Elijah Mitchell on a rookie contract for the next three years after this. So it does make him expendable because he's somebody that you can rely on. So kind of have to go with the high hand going forward and you've been saying this since basically like week two i want to say or whenever mitchell came back um yeah. he's looked really good and do they really need Mostert to run the offense they want to i don't think they do right okay uh david yang clarified he said home run hitter so that's what that word was yeah elijah mitchell is obviously not gonna be the one breaking off 80 yard touchdown runs or whatever um but Again, you get one or two of those. Like, I mean, Mostert's carry this year, he got a nice big chunk, right? And then he was hurt. Um, last year against the Jets, he had the ADR touchdown run and then shortly after was hurt. So I would rather take the guy who's going to consistently get me 5 to 10 to 15 rather than the guy who, yeah, he might get you a touchdown, uh, you know, a handful of times a season, but can't stay healthy. Exactly, yeah. Um, Mitchell... Mostert either comes back on a vet minimal deal or not at all, right. which is going to be interesting. I really do wonder what's going to happen. Does another team see him and think they'll get the Mostert from you know 2019 season and bet on him staying healthy, or does he not have too many chances? And the Niners say, hey, you can come back here for cheap, prove yourself again. We'll have to see what happens with that moving forward. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't think that he's going to be back either way. In my opinion. Because yeah. you're talking about a running back that's going to be, what, 30, 29, 30? Um, and you still put capital into sermons, so you're going to have to hope that you can rehab him. Shanahan seems to like Hasty, um, And then you still have Jeff, Jeff Wilson, which, like, I think the fan base likes Jeff Wilson more than I do simply for that one play that he caught on the zero blitz and the fact that he can run touchdowns in from the one. Um, I think people overvalue Wilson, to be honest. Um, but be that as it may, that's fine. Only a team-friendly deal gets Mostert back, which is unlikely. This is Ian Sharp. Just hope Mostert doesn't go to AZ, Seattle, and L.A. I mean, feel free if, if they're willing to bet on him staying healthy. Yep. Wilson runs hard. Yep. Um, so Debo was at the press conference up at the mic, and they were asking him about his performances today. He said uh, it was just two little minor drops. You got to start – or you start the game, and you're too hyped. You just need to settle into the game we play. And then when they asked him about his big screen pass, that went for almost a touchdown. He gave credit to the O-line, which you love to see. It all starts with the O-line. That's what he said. So, I mean, Mac was out there blocking too. So, yep. I mean, it's true. The O-line got out there. Sanu had a great block, you know, kind of used his body um, to angle the, the defensive back and, 
you know, without getting a stupid penalty. Um, and I think that, you know, Debo, if he had just a little more juice in the tank, I think he's, you know, he's not exactly a breakaway spurner type. I think he ran out of gas. So um, maybe he gets that touchdown. Um, he didn't get it, but I mean, they got them in position and they were able to get it in. So that, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, they were very close to uh, not punching it in there. Um, I think that went all the way down to third and goal, if I remember correctly, before they actually did punch it in. Right. I think Jimmy kept it. So that would have been very unfortunate. <laughs> I think that, yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been unfortunate, but they were able to do it. So, yeah. Uh, Ian Sharp said, hope Kittle gets back on track soon. Well, per Kyle, we should see him next week, right? So, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think, I mean, he had been playing with that calf injury um, until the Arizona game. And so, with the extra three weeks, but the whole point of it was let's get him back 100% rather than like he can play through this, but let's get him 100% instead. So, he should be back. I mean, there's no reason to think why he wouldn't be able to come back. So, That'll be interesting. Um, we did not see Trey Lance at all today. And no. Kyle Shanahan was asked in the post game, and he basically yep. said, Talk I wasn't going to put him into these situations to where he could get further injured. We just got him back healthy, um, which is interesting because he's injured because of what you did the first time. But regardless, what did you think of that? Did they just I, not well, want to mess up, Jimmy? Well, I don't like that. I'm not going to put Trey Lance's injury on Kyle Shanahan. I don't. I don't like that. But well, I'm not putting it 100 on him. I'm just saying I didn't want to put him in certain positions to where he could get injured when you ran the hell out of him when you had him starting. Right. But then you also watch Trey Lance, who is allergic to sliding, apparently. So yeah, that we saw it out of Justin Fields yeah. today. Justin Fields knows how to slide. Fantastic slider. Right. Elite slider. I mean, dude, he was he was sliding, and then popped up like like he's doing in a pop second. Up I'm like, wow, dude, are you a baseball player or what? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, part of that is is you know, Lance needs to be aware that hey, man, this is the NFL. Every dude is an elite athlete. You got to slide because you can run him 16 times if he's not getting hit and he's sliding, and it doesn't matter. He's gonna be fine. You know, he took some unnecessary hits, um, and. It's been a couple of the rookies that have been like that too. I remember the last preseason game where Trevor Lawrence on a third down went crazy and like got hit and people were like, dude, you got to get down. And he was like, yeah, you know, it was like fourth down. We were trying to make the play. And I'm like, dude, it's preseason. So just a situational awareness, but I think that's going to come with time and with coaching. So I think, uh, I think that Lance can do it. I, I just think, I just, I hesitate to put an injury on a coach. Um, the whole purpose of Lance being an athlete is so that you could run him. And then you look at people like Lamar Jackson who runs all the time and doesn't always get hurt. So that's where I kind of disagree, but I understand the sentiment and I actually do agree with Kyle. Like why put him out there if you don't need him? And I don't think that they needed him at all. Um, particularly with Jimmy, Jimmy looked pretty spry on that RPO. Like he got he there. So yeah. he did two um, rushing touchdowns today, which is crazy, but right. Credit. So uh, Wano Matthews says he was on the baseball team at UGA. So Justin Fields. So he knows how to slide. Yep. Yeah. Trey Lance needs to take a page out of his book for that because can't risk any further injuries there taking these hits when you can just, yeah. just get down, man. I think particularly in this new day and age, and I don't know if they have people like this, but I think your quarterback coach or you know some athletic trainer on the team, right? You need to take, especially mobile quarterbacks, take them through a sliding drill where you teach them how to slide properly and you have them practice it. Um, I think that that would be, that would be really good for those guys to, to be able to do that. That way they're not, you know, that, that instinct kicks in and they're not diving forward. They're like, Oh, I've drilled this slide so many times. I know how to slide. Yeah. Murray's a good slider as well. Yep. Murray does that thing where he like acts like he's not going to slide to try and like draw the penalty once he does slide. And it's so infuriating to watch. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that he's like three foot eight and so <laughs> no. close to the ground already. Yeah, yeah. It's a quick bend down and he's <laughs> he's sliding. Uh happy they called holding calls finally, says Aceborough. Yeah. The defense was still committing some pretty dumb penalties. You talked about Ebicom's rough in the pass earlier. Yeah. Um just a couple hands to the face, stuff like that. But oh well. You know what I actually think was a good not a good, but a huge moment that shifted the momentum of this game too was when Herbert got injured for Chicago. Um, yeah. They were having a lot of success on the ground with Khalil Herbert, and then he took that knee to the helmet from Arden Key, and he never yeah, I, re-entered the game. Uh, he did re-enter the game, actually. Yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he did. 
Um, I think actually what happened like on the replay, because he didn't get hit that hard in the helmet, but like Ebicam kept going through and it looked like he pushed his neck to the side. And I saw originally on the ground when he was laying on the ground, I saw him like flexing his hand. So I think he got like a stinger just because his neck got torqued. But he missed some time, and definitely at that point, the 49ers were able to change momentum and get the win, and it kind of forced the Bears to almost have to pass against themselves. So, you know, I definitely do think that that was a game changer for sure, though, because Khalil Herbert had a pretty good game um, up to that point. So, yeah, yeah, I just think that the the 49ers started to ball, ball hawk a little more, whether it was, you know, Josh Norman forcing a fumble or, you know, getting a pick later on. Um, you know, it's one of those things we talked about with Josh Norman. He's either going to get a penalty or force a, a fumble. And that, that's like his whole – at this stage in his career, that's what he is now. He's either a penalty or a forced fumble. So you got to take the good with the bad. But I think that, you know, the team, again, if you can win the turnover battle, then it, that's that's one of the biggest indicators of wins and losses is, is turnover differential. And I just – it's good to see the defense in back-to-back games get getting turnovers. That's that's something that I like to see because between week one and, and last week, they, did, they didn't get any. So it, it's good to see that they're finally getting after the ball a little bit. Yeah, it really is. Um, it helps so much, especially, you know, when you take away – points essentially from the opposing offense, drive it down the field and you're able to get an interception, whatever it is. Um, it, it does really help. Um, and you talked about Herbert who was having a lot of success early on um, before he got injured. Uh, he had not before he got injured the total game. I think he had like 73 yards, um, which was 23 carries for 72 yards with a long of 22. So that's impressive. And the 49ers were definitely having a hard time dealing with him on defense um, his injury totally changed the pace of this game. Yeah. Um, I think there were a couple plays where they did well, though. I remember on a screen pass, k came up and, yeah. like, blew it up. Yeah. And then there was another one to the outside where Bosa just, like, shucked his man and was able to to bring him down yeah. um, for a loss. Bosa, again, another solid game, man, where he's just getting double teamed and held and, and this and this and that. But he was still able to, wait, uh, to come away with a sack and that tackle for loss and kind of be in there on plays. I know there was one play where – uh, Fields got away from him. He slid to the ground, immediately popped back up, and was able to like run after Fields. Didn't get him, but it just shows the backside hustle that um, that Bosa has. And that's, I mean, honestly, he's he's right up there. You know, Fred Warner's the leader of the defense, but damn if Bosa isn't like the biggest hustler on that defense. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there were a couple comments. I know speaking about the offense real quick that. Kyle Shanahan was asked about Brandon Ayuk and his performance. Mm. And this is the first time it seems like this season, Matt, that he's talked positively about Brandon Ayuk. And he said he gives him big props. Uh, he noted that he had a good week of practice and gave the offense confidence going into the game. And it was his best game of the year per Kyle. So hopefully they can turn this into something, you know, continuing into next week and yeah. build on it because they definitely need him involved in this offense. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think that Ayuk is starting to come out of that funk, that that sophomore slump a little bit. And it could have just been that it, take, it took him to, you know, from the beginning of training camp to this point, really, um, because Kyle brought this up last week. And I don't think that a lot of people picked up on it, even though I kind of did. Somebody asked him if Brandon Ayuk putting on that weight might have sapped some of his ability to separate and get open. And so when you have that, you kind of have to you can't just like not eat right like you can't just not um you know commit to being in a nutritive state um because you have a job to do i think that he finally was able to recomp in a way where he is explosive i mean he looked really explosive today um he caught a couple passes he caught a slant he caught the two-point conversion um he looked like he was getting open um and so you wonder if it just took a little time for him to drop some of that extra muscle that he put on and that's allowed him to get a little bit quicker and feel a little more comfortable. Um, and, and just the lessons that you learn when you go through adversity and come out on the other side, those things are all very important. So if, if Brandon can come out of that and really contribute in the second half of the season, I mean, it's going to be pretty outstanding because with Debo and then George Kittle coming back, now all of a sudden you've got all these weapons on offense. Again, this year the offensive line pass walking has been pretty damn good. So you're looking at an offense that could definitely pick up. Um, I just think that you definitely 
look at this team going forward, whether it's with Jimmy or with, with Lance. And I think for now it's going to be Jimmy. Um, the playmakers are there. So you're not going to have any excuse to not score these points, but it was really, really good to see him out there. And I'm glad that at least it looks like he's starting to claw his way out of Kyle Shanahan's doghouse a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Wano said, uh, BA cooked that dude on the two point conversion. That's what you said earlier, Matt cooked him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Broke his ankle, snatched his ankles up. You'd love to see it. Yep. Uh, Marcel Harris is terrible. He had a sack today. He was all right. Yeah. He, but, but to be fair to Marcel Harris, He's learning a new position. He yeah. transitioned from safety to linebacker. That's going to take time. He's asked to be stepping in for, you know, Aziz Al Shair, um, and, and, you know, and already kind of taking over a little bit for uh, f- for Dre Greenlaw, who's been out. You just worry about that stuff, and yeah. you know, you just hope you can get him back, you know, okay. and, and have him learn the position and just kind of hold down the fort until you get some of those injuries out of the way, you know. Wano yeah. says uh, hamstring injury isn't a. Sp- excuse me, a hamstring injury for a sprinter isn't a one or two week injury. That thing can linger for an entire season for uh, Brandon Ayuk, I believe. Mm. Yeah. He had, he had the hamstring last year before week one as well. I think that's why he missed week one. Yeah. But I mean, he came out of that and had a pretty good, pretty good season. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, three number one options for the second half of the season. says Joey Kittle, Ayuk and Debo. That's pretty, pretty good. You know, they need to get Kittle a damn touchdown. He hasn't caught a touchdown since October like 18th of 2020. It's been over a calendar year. It's like, get this man a touchdown. Um, fancy him as a red zone threat. He hasn't yeah. been a red zone. I know he's missed some time. I don't think, honestly, I don't, I don't find Kittle to be a red zone threat, to be honest. That's fair. because I think he's he does his best work outside of the 20s, and he gets yep. touchdowns from further away. Yep. I just don't – I don't know. I think – I don't know. I think it gets crowded down there, and – I think he does his best work in space. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, um, do we have an update on Dre Greenlaw? I know he had the core muscle surgery. He's supposed to six, I think six to eight weeks was the timeline. And that was back in September. So it should, I, mean, I feel like it should be within the next few weeks. We should be talking about Dre Greenlaw coming back. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that um, he was mentioned at all. I know that somebody yeah. asked. Yeah. According to uh, Jennifer Lee Chan, back on September 18th, they placed him on on IR, um, and he was expected to miss six to eight weeks after undergoing core muscle surgery. Well, yeah. So that and that was after week one. We're at week seven now, which means that that's the six six week mark. Hopefully, within the next couple of weeks. I mean, if we maybe he's back for the Rams game. Maybe he comes back. Maybe after that Jacksonville, it'd be interesting to see. It would, yeah. I mean, and look, Aziz Al Shair has looked really good, but yeah, Dre Greenlaw having him there and having that extra depth just helps that much more. So hopefully, they can get I think today too. was an illustration. Um, you know, we can talk about Marcel Harris. We can talk about some of the other guys too. Tackling was a bit shoddy today, and that's one thing that we know Dre Greenlaw does is tackle. So um, Warner did his usual great job tackling. Bosa did his usual great job tackling. I think some of the other guys needed some work. And people were able yeah. to get away from him a little bit. Yeah, it was it was there was a couple of play plays in a row where they whiffed on tackles. Like what was the what, what year did Chip Kelly coach his team? 2015, 2016? In the dark right. ages. Yeah, I just I got complete flashbacks to then when this team could not tackle to save their lives. Um, I, there was one play where Khalil Herbert broke three tackles on one play. It's like, dude, did you guys? forget how to tackle by learning not how to commit pass interference on defense <laughs> like their brain can only hold one thing at a time it's like come on right. man um joey so he shares some uh kittle's touchdown uh career he has seven touchdowns inside the 10 and seven from outside so he's exactly even 50 50 okay well i stand corrected it just seems like he he does better work in open space you know yeah. we've seen it so many times yeah i agree um, we're going to say a quick thank you to our sponsors and then get into our final thoughts here, guys. I want to say a quick thanks to my bookie head over to my bookie right now. Let me pull up the screen so you guys can see everything they got going on. Uh, let me change this here. Oh, I know what I got to do. We're still getting used to this new streaming software. Bear with us. Hey, 
Head over to my bookie right now. As the screen says, you guys can double your first deposit plus a $31 casino chip. It's not $20 anymore. $31 casino chip with our special code HIVE, H-I-V-E. You can bet on the games that are going on tonight. You can bet on the Monday night game. There's so much action. Go to mybookie.ag right now. Enter code HIVE for your first deposit matched all the way up to $1,000. You can bet. You can deposit, excuse me, $50, they'll match you 50 bucks. Deposit 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks, all the way up to 1,000. Um, it's really, really great. They got NFL, NBA, UFC. We just had the big UFC fight last night. Um, a lot of people put money on. There's just all of these great bets. Um, go and check it out for the Sunday night game. There's 81 props for you guys to choose from. So you really can't ask for more. You can bet anything, any player, any play, excuse me. Anytime with my bookie. Shout out to my bookie. Uh, next, I want to give a quick. By the way, you. real quick, speaking of prop bets, man, if somebody had made the prop bet that Jimmy Garoppolo would have had the most rushing touchdowns in that game, whew, would have been a pretty pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet on the Niners to score first with a touchdown. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. They obviously didn't get that one done. Yeah. Uh, then I bet that they would win, uh, I want to say, between seven and 10. And I was just off, just off. They won by 11. Yeah. So Let's get to the rest of the sponsors, and I definitely want to get back to uh, Pinar's comment here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll hide the comment for now. Next, we got Acre Gold, guys. Click the link in the description for Acre Gold. Matt calls it our gold stamp. Stamp it up. Two and a half grams of gold. Uh, click the link in the description. You don't have to fork out hundreds of dollars to buy gold anymore. Think of it more as like an investment. You can chip away for as little as $50 a month. Once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, Acre Gold will send you discreetly in the mail two and a half gram gold bar. Shout out to Acre Gold. Thank you very much. Next, we want to say a quick thank you to 81 Vino. Terrell Owens has his own wine company, guys, and it's fantastic. Go to 81vino.com and buy 81 by Terrell Owens. Enter code HIVE for 15% off, or excuse me, 10% off your entire purchase. Free shipping on two or more bottles. 81vino.com, code HIVE. And last, we got to plug our merch, guys. We just unleashed our new Debo Samuel merch a couple weeks ago, riding on that bike like Friday. Go check that out. We got this Trey Lance print behind me available in clothes, prints, you know it. Shop49ershype.com, code RGS15, as in red gold standard 15, to get 15% off your entire purchase on our merch. Thank you to our sponsors, guys. Go support them because they support us. Let's get back to the show, Matt. Panora's comment. Yeah. He says, Jimmy can do this for one game. Now let's see if he can be consistent. I don't like Jimmy, and I want Lance to develop. Even though we won, I don't feel satisfied just because we beat a weak opponent. So I want to address the last part. Even though we won, I don't feel satisfied just because we beat a weak opponent. All that counts is wins and losses, man. And this is like, I don't, this is not something that I would encourage. Like, take the victory. It was an 11 point win on the road in an early time slot. You know, and, and yes, the Bears are not a great opponent, but the 49ers did exactly what they were supposed to do. They beat a weak opponent, and that's what they've done this year. I mean, their losses have not been great, but at the same time, their losses have at least been to pretty good teams. Yeah. You're talking about the Cardinals. You're talking about the Packers. You know, you're talking about Indy, who they're not the best team in the world, but they gave Tennessee everything they could handle today, you know, um, and so – you look at that and you go, you you take that into account. I mean, they lose to Seattle, and you know Seattle's in a down year, or whatever. But again, it's not like they've been blown out in any of their losses. Um, it just you do the best that you can, you know, and you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. That's that's all you can do. But to not be, I mean, take the, you should be satisfied. The 49ers won today. Okay, is it? it it's not the Super Bowl. Okay, that, and that's fine. But take joy out of the little things. Otherwise, what's the point in watching sports if you're not going to be able to enjoy the little things? So I get where you're coming from, and we want to see if Jimmy can be consistent. But absolutely, man. like Just enjoy it. Drink it up. It's victory. You don't have to go into work pissed off tomorrow that the 49ers lost. You get to be happy for once, and you should take advantage of it. I think everybody should. Not only that, but after five weeks of losses, you can at least soak it in for a little bit before we start talking about 
what they could have done or what they will do next and, and right. worrying about that. Let's I, just enjoy it. Yeah. I think the most telling thing was that everybody was so loud on Twitter and, you know, in various areas or whatever, so loud with the negativity, like almost like they were just happy to be outraged. And then when the 49ers turned it around and played a second half, it was just like chirp, 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 like silence. Yeah. And I don't want, I would never want to be a fan that way. That's just not how I'm built, but I would rather enjoy the team when they win. And it sucks when yeah. they lose, but I, I'm going to take the win. I'm going to enjoy the win. You know, yeah, definitely. I mean, my buddy's a Bears fan, so I get to rub it in a little bit. But overall, I mean, again, they, a win is a win. So you, you take what you can get. Now the 49ers are three and four. That gets us right back into, you know, that last wild card spot in the hunt. Um, and, and you go forward from there. And again, you take one week and you try to stack on top of it. So the 49ers can kind of, you know, do that. So, yep. So, yeah, looking forward, Matt, um, obviously this does not change anything quarterback wise. It looks like it just maintains the status quo. And you talked about it a bit ago. You said you were all pretty much set on Kyle's going to stick with Jimmy regardless of an in- or unless there's a, an injury that happens and he's I mean, not able to stay. Or if him. they lose to the point where they're out of the playoffs. Right, right. If they're losing maybe close games or winning the games they should win, Jimmy's going to remain the starter yeah. in, in my mind. And that's not to say that I don't think – like if I had my druthers, I don't think the 49ers are really going anywhere. So I would want to play Trey Lance just for the development aspect. So I get what he's saying about – you know, it, it, the thing is that can be true and at the same time you can also enjoy that the team won. And that stuff will shake out how it's supposed to shake out. Um, But we can't just sit there and not enjoy a win because we're like, well, crap, now Trey Lance is going to play for the next week. That's our really, I don't know. To me, it's just a really odd way to kind of think about things. I would rather be happy about the win. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, and, And look, guys, the time will come. The time will come where Trey Lance will be the bona fide starter of the San Francisco 49ers. And we'll look back on this season and laugh at how we stressed about it and wondered when the heck were they going to put him in? When were they going to make the change? They will make the change. I guarantee you it's just a matter of when. It's not if, it's when. So hang in there. Um, once you don't see Jimmy Garoppolo in there anymore, you're not going to see him ever again here. So no. let's just roll with what the 49ers got going on, at least while it's going well. Um, they just snapped a four-game, five-week losing streak. So let's just enjoy it. Let's just yep. enjoy it before we and, – and look, moving on with Jimmy, they will face a likely Kyler Murray-less Arizona Cardinals, J.J. Watt-less Arizona Cardinals. And if they win that, just like Matt said, they're 500. They're back in the race. Mm-hmm. So things could quickly go the 49ers' way here moving forward. And then this quarterback controversy talk kind of gets put to rest if they are back in playoff contention. So – yeah. We'll see. You never know. Yeah. Um, with all that said, though, I think that's going to do it, Matt. Do you have any yep. final thoughts you wanted to share here? I just thought it was a great game overall. Um, game ball for me, Elijah Mitchell on the offense. Um, I still think Nick Bosa on the defense. I think that he just week in, week out, just hustles his ass off. Um, I'd like to see, I mean, for as much as fans like to give him crap, um, I'd like to see Robbie Gould come back. I think that, that, that Joey Sly did a great job filling in, but it's inconsistent. So. I agree. Um, you know, I'm going to give the game ball to Jimmy. Um, didn't turn the ball over. Played well in, in his home city. Um, did enough to get the Niners to win. And that's not what I've been able to say about him for, what, four weeks now? Yeah. So shout out to Jimmy. You get the win. And on the flip side, it's hard to not give it to to, to Nick Bosa with how he did. Um, right. But I'll, I'll give it to Fred, even though it wasn't maybe statistically or even – visually the Fred that we've all grown used to seeing. I think leadership, we saw him step up as a leader and that was huge. That was huge for the team. We saw them before the game huddling up their mini huddle and he was getting the guys riled up, getting them ready to go. So Jimmy and Fred, those are my game balls. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Um, As long as it's not the self-proclaimed King LeBron James. Now, if you're you're done bloviating, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. take us all right back. guys 
Thank you very much for tuning in. You guys know what to do. Hit like, hit subscribe. Like I said, once we get to 2,000 subscribers, we are giving away a 49ers jersey. So hit the subscribe button, guys. Help us get there ASAP. Yeah. Uh, thank you as always for joining us. I hope you have a happy Halloween. Be safe out there. I hope you and your kids get plenty of candy um, and have a great evening. We got a win tonight. So until next time, go Niners. <laughs>